Hello, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Tabletop Theater. Last time, our heroes delved even deeper into Flavorton Prison, finding their former employer, Arthur, apparently captured and tortured for these past five years. The party looks for a way to free him from his magical binds. But even if they do, will they be able to escape in time? Or will the party drown in the attempt? Let's find out. return to a horrible scene. You stand, watching horrified, as a man's body is deconstructed and reconstructed before your eyes, never truly reforming or being completely gone. You see the small amber glass orb encasing an eyeball sitting in the middle of a circle of divine runes, which pulse with energy and spark with power, casting light on the white sandbar. The black, viscous water around you steams and sloshes. Is there any way I can suss out, like, the source of this power? I mean, to me, it seems like it's the pulsating eye. Should I go investigate that? Yes. You can roll for it, sure. Sure. You can roll a religion check. Uh, That is 18. As mentioned before, uh, Arthur is a lich, and Mm. so you're investigating the eye, you said, right? Yes, I think so. It, it does seem to me the most conspicuous. Yes, you, you look at the eye. Uh, as, as mentioned before, Arthur is a lich. You do already know this. This was information that was revealed to you before. Liches have a phylactery, which is a terrible word. Don't spell it. <laughs> I, I've heard that liches get stitches. They do. Um, can't use that joke, though. It was used in another podcast and probably Damn like it. six others. It's like an overused joke, but I appreciate it. It's your, still very I, I appreciate that as someone who has never consumed any D&D media, your mind also goes there, uh, which is great. A lich's phylactery is basically what keeps them alive if their body is destroyed. It is separate from their being. It's basically kind of like their soul. It's pretty neat encased in an object and this object just happens to be the eye so a horcrux i, I didn't come up with the term it's uh, like literally <laughs> a dnd thing it's kind of like a basically yeah yeah in a way sure it seems like it's the eye encased in amber based off of your religious knowledge and what seems to be going on so you you suss out that this is probably connected to arthur hmm. possibly his Goodness. uh well drifter is kind of taking in the scene with kind of uh terror because it's kind of terrifying, but he's going to slowly start approaching Arthur's body, um, like, very hesitantly, and kind of have his hands out to see what kind of response he gets. It's pretty dangerous. I mean, like, even as you approach, you know, you see, like, bits of, like, stray sort of, I don't like using the word lightning, but lightning kind of shock off. You see it hit, you know, sand that's near you. You can see it superheat and turn to glass when this happens. Are you going to keep approaching? I'm going to stop and uh, kind of take a step back. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. I mean, you know, you, you get this sense before you go too close to it. Yeah, that was the plan. I mean, you can keep approaching him. I'm just, <laughs> I'm not. But the, he's, yeah. what he is is not where the eyeball is. The eyeball is somewhere. Yeah, he is. There are different areas. The okay. pedestal is like in the center of this sort of sandbar sort of deal. And this 
sort of circular i guess i guess a word of saying is you could call it like a dais with the divine runes about it but yeah is there any way that we can reunite the body and the phylactery well as you i mean you haven't tried um again what i bet if you open the jar like it would just kind of connect again right it's more of a soul there's no jar um the man is just uh, held up by chains Mm -hmm. on his arm the eye though the eye is just sitting in the middle of this Uh, circular area of divine runes which are again also pulsating energy and lightning themselves about the eye. Chosh, anything for you? Uh, Chosh is going to... um, Chosh is going to try and speak to Arthur and see what happens. Um, So, um, Arthur, can you hear us? Um, And maybe even wait for a moment when he's kind of more formed than not. And uh, see how he responds. Um, I would say, for the most part, you know, there hasn't been, like, any particular noise from him coming. There hasn't been any noise really coming from him. Most of the noise has just been sort of the sort of magic that's been going about here. Um, you know, I'll uh, I'll let you roll a 1d20 and see if he actually is even able to hear you. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so this is just a straight 1d20? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's the, this is just kind of like a luck roll. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me uh, roll that for you. That is a nine. It's not particularly lucky. Um, no. I think the only thing that particularly happens, he maybe acknowledges that someone is there. Uh, you catch a, a brief moment where his head is briefly formed enough, uh, and you hear a scream. Uh, that's about it. Oh, jeez. Mm. So he doesn't like this. Okay. Glad that's uh... <laughs> No, Shush. <laughs> He's in some form of perpetual torture. I don't think he's <laughs> rather fond of it now. Um, well, perhaps there's a way we can either unshackle him, his body, or the phylactery at a distance, because I, I fear if we try to dismember it by hand, we will be harmed. Well, Drifter doesn't really have much of an idea of what any of the religion, the religious artifacts mm-hmm. mean, but he's going to kind of walk over to the pedestal and, and put his hands on it. Yeah, you can. You just wanted to step on it, you said, or just step by it? Uh, so it's like, how, how tall is it? It's like, not particularly tall. It's just, oh. just kind of, it's raised about mid-height. Okay. Uh, he's he's going to do a circle around and see if he sees anything beside the runes. Uh, yeah, sure. Why don't you roll an investigation check? Sure. It's going to be a nine. Um, you don't see anything of particular interest, unfortunately. What if I used... And I still can't use my magic, can I? No, you can't, to your knowledge. Well, how about this, then? And I retrieve my dagger um, from Edgar, and I I fling it at the contraption holding me, the, the phylactery. Sure, why don't you just roll to hit it? 15? 15 is sufficient. Uh, yeah, you throw your knife basically at the eye that's sitting at the middle of this uh, pedestal, this mm-hmm. little tiny little dais thing, whatever. Um, you hit the eye off of it. You knock it off, and as it does so, the sort of arcane ruins themselves delight. You know, they 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 become dormant, and the electricity seems to stop oh. about Arthur. And you see him begin to completely form. Well done. <laughs> as the as the eye just rolls into the sand. Well, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was a rather lucky shot. But uh, 
not, not, not bad, not bad. Episode um, over. Arthur? Episode over. <laughs> Arthur, can you hear us? Drifter will kind of approach cautiously to the reforming Arthur. You just hear, uh, like, a moaning. Is he back together in one piece now? Yeah, he's basically reformed, but, I mean, he doesn't look like the young sort of man that he was before. He he looks like he is without his uh, illusion disguise. He seems to be the emaciated man. This time, just instead of dressed in his finery, he's dressed in rags, basically. Oh, goodness. I, I, I immediately take pity on, on him, and uh, I rush to his side and take out my fan and start fanning him, trying... Not too much, though, because that fan will blow people, <laughs> will blow people well, away. I understand. Well, it's also... Yeah, but it's how I use Light it, right? Light fan. Yeah, that's fine. Kind of to uh, yeah, him. yeah, sure, sure, it's sure. A, it's just a way of reminding him who I am. He, I he he looks up at you with his milky eyes. He says, "What? You you came for me?" Of course. We're so sorry. You were left in the state, but it's over now. We need to go now. I think it's a good idea, and uh, I'll try to. Uh, Drifter will try to lift Arthur, like help him up to stand on his feet, like support him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's still uh, chained up though. Oh, oops! Didn't see that. <laughs> I said I, I did mention that. <laughs> yeah. Oops! Um, all chains. Drifter's gonna. No, no. What are you gonna? No, no. I had nothing. Hey, uh, Trash, could you roll a perception check since you're the only one not doing anything? Yeah, I was about to myself anyway, so I'm glad you brought it up. That is a 16. You know, you have to kind of do a double take because you're pretty sure that the sandbar was a lot bigger than this. seems like it's kind of shrinking, going slowly below this black, viscous water. Oh. Um. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Chosh is going to uh, uh, sort of um, watch it for a second longer to confirm that the sandbar is indeed shrinking um and then look to lola drifter and um emaciated old arthur and say um guys we might have to get out of here now uh the sandbar is shrinking all right so Dr- drifter will kind of frantically look at through the chains and try to find some way to open them Sure. Why don't you uh, roll a sleight of hand to try to unlock the chains? 13. 13 is enough to unlock one of the chains. You are able to unlock one of his hands. He still has the other one uh, bound at the moment. Uh, is, any, can is there I, anything else anybody wants to do? Can I run up with my sword and just cut it? Oh, wait. I don't I have a sword anymore. I was unaware that you had a sword. I was. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm, I think I have a dagger still, though. Let me. Yes, I have a dagger. Okay. Uh, I'm going to use that. Sure, you can try to break the other chain. Uh, you can roll to hit. <sighs> Heck yeah, that's an 18. 18 definitely hits. Why don't you roll for damage? Okay. That's going to be 1d4 because it is a dagger. That's a 1 plus uh, my dexterity would make it like a 3. Yeah, so you like per- chink your dagger against the uh, against the ca- against the the iron bands, but it doesn't uh, break it enough. You well- see the steam. You hear sort of like uh, crunching almost as like the weight of this viscous liquid is both at once heating the sand to such a degree that it becomes glass, but also the weight of it is crushing it at the same time. As you try to help them, and Lola, you watch kind of dismayed as this is going on, uh, Edgar starts barking behind you, and you look and you see 
not just that this black viscous water is rising, but a sort of pseudopodish-like limb seems to be rising from it, almost like it is sensing that people are there. You see it moving. It looks almost metallic as it starts to form a sort of hand, and it begins to grasp towards you. It's this enormous hand the size of a man coming towards you. Why don't you roll a dexterity save? That's 20. That's very good. The hand slams against the sand. You see it sizzle. You hear the cracking of glass as it instantly turns the sand to glass. Um, it begins to kind of draw back like a like the water during low tide back into the sort of the, the circular water surrounding it and begins again you see it starting to form very slowly into another hand as if to make another attack we go to uh, can i say something <laughs> yes of course everyone perhaps we should hurry up um perhaps um maybe we should just pull all together at once how see so it got a hand and two legs tied down uh, just, just one other hand, actually. Ah, um, I could, I, I think Drifter will pull out, what, did I have, have my revolver? Uh, yeah, you do. Okay, I'll pull out my revolver and try to shoot off the lock. Sure, you can try to do that. With uh, the, the other end that's not on his Sure, wrist. I mean, you can, uh, you can also try to unlock it, it's just, your oh. roll before was only good enough to unlock one at that time. Alright, roll to hit it. And I'll use my grit to really, like, be focusing. Yes, sure. Uh, it's gonna be a... 20. That definitely hits. Alright, roll for damage. It's a uh, 2... I think it's 2d8. Disgustingly large, I think. 2d8 plus 2. Oh my god, that's Wait, disgusting. That's, that's a 4 10. So, you already weakened sort of by Chasha's frantic slashes with a knife. You aim at the weakened part of the chain. You blast your gun. There's a sh- sound of metal on metal. A spark as they collide, and you see his other arm go slack with the weight of the chain about his arm, but he is free. And... You and and Chosh begin picking him up uh, as as this water continues to approach. It's nearly upon the portal that you had entered with. Um, We're going to run through. We're going to run right through the portal. Chosh, is there anything else you'd like to do? Um, yeah. Chosh uh, is going to... Uh, get a picture. Uh, you know, just chill a while. <laughs> get tan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Chosh is going to try and like, this is obviously a frantic moment where I feel like Arthur's got a lot on his mind, but can I roll a perception check to just see Arthur's general disposition towards me? If I can <laughs> pick up on that. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, perception is good for that. That's fine. Okay. Uh, whoa, what? 19. Uh, you get the sense like he barely is conscious right now. Uh, so he's not <laughs> thinking particularly hard about you. That's uh, if, if he if he was to think anything, I would say he would be glad to be seeing any of you right now. Okay, um, I just but there's you know, a suspicion I just, I just, that maybe he's <laughs> you know. I, I just hate it if he were mad at me, you know. He like he gives you a little look and he says, "Phone box, elevator music," and then he, like, he looks down. <laughs> then you and then you hear in the room the elevator music start playing. No, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, no, there, there there appears to be no for the watch. There's no discernible, uh, like, ill will from him. Are you just okay. taking him to the portal? Yes. Okay. Is there anything you wanted to do, Lola? Um, I, I imagine I'm behind uh, Drifter and uh, Chosh as they're dragging Arthur away. Uh, and I, I guess I'm, I'm serving as cover with Edgar against this, this hand yeah, sure. rising up against How us. do you do that? Well, I take my my fan that I'm I'm I, I'm 
I'm holding at my breast, and uh, as the hand is rising up to clutch us one last time, I, I, I hold it back and give it one huge gust to try to blow the hand back. Yeah, sure. Why don't you roll the hit? That's a ten. Yeah, that's fine. It's actually more. I, I realize this is more of a resistance roll anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I actually rolled a resist, uh, and I got a four. So the hand is sort of reaching towards you. Actually, there's two, and you take, you know, you dig this big gust of wind comes from your from fanning this fan. It hits it sort of like a sonic boom. You see it sort of explode, and the and the bits of liquid sort of fall and sink back into the pool. And you're you keep you keep running. You you use the fan again as another hand does this, and you blast it away. And you're almost at the portal when Arthur says. My phylactery, you forgot my... He, he gestures back, and you see where I said before it had fallen into the sand. You see the waters getting very close to it. Oh, goodness. Uh, Drifter, sorry, do you have one? No, I, I, I don't know. You Drifter know is going to pull out his uh, lasso bullet. Oh, God, okay. That I have. Yeah, you do have that. Uh, and throw it in my gun and shoot it. At the, at the the perfunctory. Nope. <laughs> the, the prophylactic. Yes, nope. the prophylactic. Phylactery. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got it. Um, you pull out from your bandolier this this strangely made uh, bullet, and you sort of toss it in slow motion as you catch it, as you open sort of your revolver and catch it into the first slot, so spinning shot, it. Yeah, yeah, spreading it perfectly in place, and you aim it at the eye. Uh, roll the hit. You can of course burn a grit if you so desire. To w- to add a bonus to your roll, but it's up I, to you. I'll definitely use a grit for it. Sure. Do it. Yeah. So I'm rolling. Oh, Eighteen plus a bonus. Jeez, just a god. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you see a t- you see a, a lasso shoot out. You see it sort of wrap uh, rope around the the eye. It sort of shrinks to the proper size of the object, and it pulls it straight towards you, and it flies at you. Why don't you make an acrobatic save to grab the eye? Sure. Just for fun. Uh, 15. Yeah, that's fine. You reach out your uh, metallic hand and you catch it easily as you just fade and step backwards through the portal. Safe. You all return to that hallway. You Wait, were... does that mean that none of them saw that? They were already through the portal? Uh... <laughs> Nobody saw that. It was just you there. <laughs> hey, guys. I just I, did I got, this really Hey, cool... guys, I got it. <laughs> oh. Thank you, Drifter. <laughs> um, but Josh, you were the one carrying. <laughs> that, that, that was so brave. <laughs> Ar- Arthur really, sort of I was the one doing the work, you know. <laughs> yeah. Ar- Arthur holds out kind of like his gnarled hand. It's trembling. And Drifter will place it in his hand. He takes it gratefully. Um, Thank you. Uh, I thought I would die there. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to see you all well and about. Let's get the hell out of here. Sounds good to me. Certainly, but how are we to avoid the guard's attention? Well, it seemed they were a little bit busy earlier. We'll take it slow. Yeah. And also, imagine Arthur's not moving super quickly. He's not moving super quickly. So we're going to have to. One of you has to kind of be guiding him. Who wants to uh, be guiding Arthur? I would say I'm happy to, and you know, wants to. I I feel like Chosh, out of a uh, a sense of of guilt, will probably that gravitate to towards being with Arthur. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps Drifter, you reach out to 
take his hand, but uh, Chosh actually sort of rebuffs you and offers his arm for for uh, Arthur. Fair enough. You begin walking back through the hallway. You see sort of the broken remains of the mechanism before that tried to smash you. You see the animated kind of guards just kind of standing idly by now, sort of uncaring, basically off. And you walk, frankly, without incident, back to the elevator that took you down to this base floor. Mm-hmm. That's going this to is where it all goes downhill, though. I've seen this The before. flooded room. Yeah, well, the flooded room, interestingly enough, as you reach back up, as I said before, the water had drained. You come back to that flooded room. You see a sort of gory mess on the ground where the fan was. You see sort of shredded remains of the shark man you fought before. But other than dripping water, everything seems to appear just as it was when you walked there. Is there anything you want, like, the way we can try to hide Arthur or, like, do we have any, like... Because we, we know we're gonna get top the elevator, so we no, want you don't. To be, be careful. I mean, obviously, like we'll, we can stand, he can stand behind us. Like you and I can kind of watch the front to yes, see what we see. I, well, I mean, we also do have the potion of like the miniature potion, so we could make him we could smaller. make Arthur small. That's an idea. Put him That's in my pocket. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put him in Edgar. <laughs> He can't go in it. He, I mean, he is he is dead, but you, you can't put him in Edgar. But you can give him the shrinking potion if you so desire. Well, I'm I'm in favor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chosh will um, Arthur hand thing? Arthur the drinking potion and say, uh, "Arthur, this will make you small, and we can uh, smuggle you out easier." Whatever gets me out of this accursed place faster. He takes it, pops the cork on it, says, "Well." Not to, to my health, I suppose. He <laughs> drinks it. You see, like a little bit, kind of like ooze from like a open wound in his throat, Ew. and oh, he, God. he begins he begins shrinking. But you see that the effect of it isn't quite as powerful as you'd like. It wasn't nearly as potent as it was for you, being <laughs> being a lich and being so powerfully magical. He only shrinks to about half size, so he's about like the he's size like of a, a toddler. Kid. He's like a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin Button, motherfucker. We're doing Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't even think of that. That's actually great. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually just a spur of the moment yeah. idea. No, I just I thought like it was funny. Um, <laughs> I like your solution, but I'm not giving you it for free. He's like a tiny little tiny little old man boy. And you, you, you've got him. Um, oh, no. Great. Um, right is, on top of Edgar. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, can, can we like... Can, we, can you carry can, him like a puppet? Does he? Can I put like a robe on him or something and just can, say, can "Oh, say I like, thought it was take your son to work day." Like, well, <laughs> when you say half size, could you give me like how big was he to start? He was like a normal sized person, okay, so, so like, like about a little bit under six feet, probably like six feet, basically. But what Chosh was saying, just does the shark man in the middle of him? Does he have like a, like a uniform? The shark man is torn to shreds. So fair no. enough. No. <laughs> so he's and also he was naked anyway so i mean like that he was just naked well i mean like he had like a loincloth yeah. but it was like all chest you know it's like all pecs all days i don't oh. actually think i said that but i'm definitely illustrating I that now. i remember loincloth probably i don't know Why i'm not gonna dwell. They're, they're very i just want to make sure the audience understands it's everyone everyone time. in this prison incredibly sexy why are they <laughs> Un- unnecessary specifically what does warden corrigan look like i've explained this i'm not you'll probably see him again oh i can't wait uh yeah you could all try to stand very close to each other yeah if you want to try to do that i do have or a least... rather large bustle <laughs> wait, 
Bustle. It's the bustle. end of her dress. my dress. Ah. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I mean, he can hide behind Yeah, yeah. It. Not in it. All right. Um, <laughs> Do you remember when I said breast? So, yeah, so definitely he's going to stand behind the bustle. I think, I, we, I think we go up what? and just we see what we see on the side. Behind the bustle. Bustle, I bustle. said. Bustle. I said behind. <laughs> Look. I know, I know what it is. Yeah, we know yeah. what it is. Like, um, not, nothing you said I disagree yeah, yeah. with. Um, I mean, you know, it's the best of a bad situation. Um, <laughs> I, at least see what's facing the other side of the door, and then we can decide from there. <laughs> I, I had a plan, and it didn't work. So that's I'm fair. deferring. No, that's all good. Um, um, all right, so you try to sort of crowd around and hide Arthur behind uh, the bustle of Lola. and of Lola's dress. Of Lola's dress, sure. You activate this elevator and it moves. You know, you hear the screech. You see the sparks fly as it begins to start moving at its rapid speed back up to the floor that you were once on. And you reach that circular atrium that you entered the building in. And what you see there is carnage. You see the slaughtered corpses of the prison guards, many of which you saw before. You see the hammerhead shark man, his head cleaved off. You see Warden Corgan in a corner, his eyes closed. Looks like his jaw, this metal part of his jaw was ripped away. Jesus. Ew. Okay. But no one seems to be here. Does he look like um, that woman in, uh, spoilers for The Grudge, uh, in The Grudge where maybe yeah. like three quarters through this woman w- who was missing is found and she's just like missing her lower jaw and she's got like her tongue hanging Ooh, out i want to see this uh, it's i don't know but probably oh, okay what's her name uh dripster's gonna turn to uh, i don't remember her name <laughs> dripster's gonna turn to arthur and like kind of gesture to everything and say that was me <laughs> great <laughs> Isn't so Arthur in in, in the bustle? How could you how could you possibly He's not him? in the bustle. He's just, he's just hiding by it. He he says like they deserved it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Alright, so we'll tentatively start walking through this room. Oh yes, escape escape from Flavorton. You're just gonna walk out the door? Uh, we're gonna try yeah, I think that's the plan. I mean would do you wanna investigate uh there... Horgan? Um I mean I don't think I really care, but I like my character doesn't care. But I don't know about you guys if you want to do it. I don't know if it. Arthur, is there any Arthur? You, you know the guards better than us. Uh, would there be any benefit to looting the warden's corpse? Other than giving him a swift kick, I suggest we getting a, getting me the hell out of here. Yes. How did you even get here anyway? Well, let's discuss that later, shall we? We have an airship. We're, we're, Take us Is out. it waiting for us? My airship, I assume. Mm-hmm. Oh, Excellent. yes, yours. <laughs> Good. It's been. Do, but so, so we're so grateful for it. Everything, really. Yes, yes. Chasha Lode, do you want to like messy? Do you care about what happened here? Yeah, I do actually. <laughs> I mean, I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah, Josh is gonna. Um, I mean, it, it, you said that his his lower jaw is missing. Is he is he dead or is he just terribly uncomfortable? Uh, I don't know. Go over to him and find out. Josh is going to go over to him and find out. I... <laughs> well, if you go over to him, uh, roll. I do an go investigation over to him. check. I will roll an investigation check. That's a thirteen. That's a, that's more than sufficient. You hear a sound like, mm-hmm. 
as if someone is faintly breathing. It's only the metal part of his jaw that was ripped away, but that was half of his face. Like right. The, the corner, like half of his bottom jaw. But yeah, um, he seems to be somewhat still alive. His eye sort of turns to you. You know, he's sort of red from like an impact against the wall. It's like something your investigation check is not particularly great, but you get the sense like this man was like manhandled, you know, like by like an enormous sort of very strong person must have done this. And he, he looks at you and he grasps onto your breastplate as best as he can. You know, he kind of scratches against the metal. Hey, I just on you. that. That's that's two breasts in this one in podcast. I'm I think sorry. I really yeah, yeah. We gotta be careful. Yeah, yeah sorry. Um, that's, we'll, that's keep it, we'll keep it. We'll keep it. SFW. Okay. You said breast. I said breast. Oh, play. I was looking at. Yeah, great. Um, it's like a normal word. He says one word to you, <laughs> Josh. Yeah, sorry. He's able to eke out a single word to you. Traitor. And then he dies. Oh, Jesus. Um, traitor. Traitor. Are you really that surprised? I mean, he wasn't in great shape, I'll be honest. No, but I don't know. He seems like an important NPC. It's I mean, he was in great house. shape because he's, you know, all yeah, right. Because everyone here, so he's very hot sexy. boy. Um, you look down, you, you look down at your breastplate, and you see his sort of talon-like fingers have scratched this permanent gouge into your armor all the way down. Jeez. Well, I mean, he had a worse day than me. I can't get that mad about it. Um. <laughs> traitor well chosh will uh look to drifter and lola and say uh i think we i think we'd be better off leaving before we find whoever did this sounds good to me agreed you exit the building you see your floating airship as it was before you see another airship also floating nearby. You don't recognize this one. As you make your way back to the Zeppelin and the lines descend to pick you back up, you see something arriving. A ship, a ship, a normal sort of ship that sails on the sea has approached and is just docking. You recognize this ship as being part of the Divine Fleet. Ooh. Uh, all right, so let's move quickly. Get up the into our airship. Yes. I don't think we want to encounter any... Uh... Um, do you think Arthur would fare well on your shoulders? Oh, yeah. He's yeah. like a little boy. <laughs> <That's> to- yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Max. I hope he stays <laughs> small forever. Do do any of you... Are any of you like waiting at all to see who this person is arriving, or are you all just getting on board the ship? Perhaps we can have an aerial view. Of <laughs> yes. That's yeah. fine. What's do you feel the same way, Josh? Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, you all make a hurried entrance back onto your ship. Um, as you do so, you see uh, Robin, and you see uh, Catherine, and there's, they said, like, uh, Robin says, what the hell's going on in there? Who, who's this other ship? Is, is everything okay? We know as much as you know. We didn't encounter them while we were in the prison, but when we, were, when we came up, it was, absol- it was an absolute slaughter. All the guards... The warden, everyone. Well, shortly after you guys came, that other airship arrived, and they dropped off four people. I didn't recognize them. There's a big guy and three others, but they just walked in like they own the place, and I, I just assumed that they were part of the staff, but you guys seem okay, so it couldn't be that bad. Big guy like a gorilla? 
I I don't know. It was hard to see from up here. Did did they come out of the prison at all? No, uh, no, they're still in there. And look, I mean, this is great and all, but that's Diligence's ship that just arrived. We, we should get the hell out of here. Agreed. Oh, that's right. <laughs> as that's as you say that, right. as you say that, Trosh, perhaps you're looking out the window. Perhaps all of you are as you begin starting to fly away. But you see a man come out of the prison. He looks like a, he's a very large man. He looks like a half orca. Sort of looks a lot like Warden Corgan. Just walking out of the prison. Oh no. He seems fine. You also see Diligence walking out of a ship with his two armed guards. They seem to be walking up to Warden Corgan without particular care or noticing that anything is particularly off. Do you guys want to, do you react in any way to this or do you guys do anything? Uh, on in horror. Have we, have we like taken off in earnest yet or are we still? No, like... you haven't taken off in earnest. You're still kind of there. Yeah. I mean, unless we're like zooming away, in which case I would be like, stop. But, you know, uh, I want to see this play out. You want to yeah. see this play out? Okay, so you don't yeah. do anything immediately right now. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. As the half-orca man, Warden Corgan, approaches, he seems to be welcoming diligence like a friend. They shake hands. He, he gestures to remove his two guards, who obviously do, and move back to the ship. As they walk away, and it's just the two of them, you see the half-orca man take out a knife and stab Diligence. And you see Diligence begin to disappear, much like Pride. <gasps> no. You see no. the illusion about the half-orca man disappear. You see a man in startlingly white armor with his blonde curled hair. You see the doors open. You see the rest of the Heenan as they fight off the two guards with ease and return to their airship as you fly away. again for the next exciting episode of Tabletop Theater, episode 32, Adrift.